E-N. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We saw another update, at least on the grain complex, as we will take a look at some different factors uh, that are being worked into this trade. Of course, wheat was the leader in what we saw today. We'll look at the weekly crop progress report. We can say that's part of the reason why we saw the wheat lead. How about old versus new crop? And then let's flip the page and look at the livestock side, where again, we saw the struggle, a big struggle happening in the feeder cattle complex, hogs as well. Lots of things to talk about today as Aaron Bertels joins us now. He is with Crossroads Marketing. And let's talk about these uh, higher grains we saw today. But again, the wheat was the one that kind of pulled everybody else along. Yeah, wheat gapped higher in the overnight. Um, you know, you, you thought there was a chance, obviously, that they could come back, fill that gap if they really had a, a rough time today. But that didn't happen. So now you got to ask, you know, is it a breakaway gap? Or are we headed back up to, to where we were? I mean, obviously, the... The crop ratings were horrible. You know, you dropped almost 14, 15 points, um, you know, as wheat started to kind of come out and really show, you know, what's there and what's not there. And, uh, you know, obviously in these drought-ridden areas and just the the winter that we had, um, it's not looking good. And with with the Ukrainian situation and everything that's going on there, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, because wheat's such a worldwide crop, you know, we're obviously having trouble here, and we've had years where we've had plenty of trouble, and the price hasn't really reflected that. And, you know, you're sitting here in a situation where the price is really high still. Um, is is this enough? You know, it was already a bad crop. You know, does making a bad crop a worse crop enough to keep them, you know, motivated to, to push this thing to higher prices? So looking at that, I mean, obviously – as we continue on, I think it's easy to think of a little bit of moisture that might come in to change the, the feel of this winter wheat crop. But there's a lot of struggles, and that's going to have an effect on the livestock side as well when it comes to feed stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it's pushing the price of everything up. I mean, we've talked a little bit about, um, yeah, I mean, and if you get moisture, does it, at this point, how much does it help the, the wheat crop when there's stuff that's just not there, right, that needs to, uh, you know, that didn't come out of dormancy, right? I mean, they're, they're figuring out now that some of the stuff's not dormant, it's dead. Um, you know, so it, I, I think it's going to be just the tough part here, especially with old crop, you know, and everything, is that we're at such a high price, and you know, the the markets are, are sitting here and trying to determine at this level, you know, are we going to press this thing higher? Are we going to see uh, the demand um, for this stuff? And like you said, with cattle prices today, too, uh, it's just going to be an interesting thing for old crop as you move forward here uh, and, and see what their decisions are at our prices that are this, this high right now. Well, as you say, reality is going to set in when these, these fields that should be green are not, and then the focus turns to, do we attempt to plant corn? Do we attempt to plant beans? Or or what do we do moving forward? Yeah, and like, you, you know, we had a discussion beforehand. The, the whole corn thing has never, you know, we knew this was going to be an issue with fertilizer costs. It's not really about the corn-bean relationship right now in price. It's more just about the input cost overall for corn. And, you know, whether you even sit down and try to run the numbers to see, you know, where corn's profitable with fertilizer prices where they're at, some people may not even go that far just because of the sticker shock of fertilizer itself, right? I mean, it's just a high price to pay um, up front. You know, when you're not going to get any money for that for a long time, 
it's, it's tough to swallow that pill and go ahead and do it, even though the price of corn is where it is. I mean, we're, we're 50, 60 cents higher than we were on these new crop corn since the report day. So it's trying to gain some more acres um, here as we go into the time where people are going to continue to make those decisions. It's just, are those people going to sit down and actually, you know, run those numbers, make those sales if they need to, if they're going to make that decision? Because you're either going to bet on the com or you're going to take what's in front of you here as far as price goes if you're going to decide to move some acres. Uh, and it's just a tough one to sit back and say, hey, yeah, I'm willing to pay that fertilizer cost because of where the price of corn is at today. And again, it's it's betting like we do every year with these with these crops to hope that we have those kind of prices come harvest time. Yeah, and if you've waited this long, I mean, we're we're not even to spring yet. We're we're obviously not to summer. Uh, we have our own weather issues to deal with. We we have so many unanswered questions out there right now. I mean, it's it's hard to imagine that that we won't see higher prices at some point as you move forward or continue to see higher prices as you move forward. Do you catch some pressure in spring because we do finally? Uh, you know, have a decent spring or do we get some weather that kind of makes people feel a little bit less uneasy about this? But, you know, we're still trying to figure out if South America is going to have their second crop of corn this year. It looks good now um, and should be a lot better than what it was last year, but it's a long way to go. Uh, That was obviously a huge problem last year, but now you throw in uh, Ukraine with at least, you know, 25% to a third of their crop that may not make it anywhere and that's just, that's the best case scenario right um you know so that's a big question mark you got fertilizer costs here that are are going to keep prices elevated um at least into spring until people can make those choices um and then you you come down to our weather and our planting right do we have a good planting window uh do we get some moisture before then so there's just so many things that are going to make it difficult for this you know, for prices to to have any type of a real significant break here when we're not even to spring and definitely not summer and some of those concerns that are going to come out then. And add to it, we've got upcoming USDA reports that are also going to be weighing in on the way these features trade. Yeah, they will. You know, probably because of all those things I mentioned, some of those things won't be as important, right? I mean, even like this last acreage report, that was very bullish. Um, You know, a a huge difference than what they were expecting and a number that we needed to see in a lot better place than what they came out with, and it wasn't there, right? And and yet we've had some good run-up in Deese Corn because of that, but old crop certainly hasn't played along. Um, And not that it should. It doesn't really relate to old crop, but, you know, just the euphoria of it would have made you think that that day we could have seen limit up in everything and it could have continued for another day after that, but that didn't happen, right? And some of that's just because there's so much already played into these markets that some of these numbers that they're going to throw out to us just don't really matter that much. We do have a lot more coming up as we continue with the. Throughout the changes the last 85 years in agriculture, Fontenelle Hybrids has been there to serve Nebraska farmers. Here's veteran Fontenelle dealer Terry Kachera from Bassett. During my career as a seed dealer and farmer in Nebraska, I've seen a lot of change. As genetics and technology progress through the years and decades, Fontenelle has always been as progressive as any seed company that I've ever been around. For more, find us on Facebook or at Fontenelle.com. Always follow grain marketing and all of their stewardship practices and pesticide labor talk old crop versus new crop what are some things that you're having discussion wise with clients about those 
Yeah, I mean, just look at the report last week, right? I mean, acres is a big question right now. So new crop has seen the the brunt of the buying. Um, you know, old crop's going to be more about some of these things. Like yesterday, you see big sales, right? Um, the demand front. You know, how are we going to uh, go through these stocks at a rate that's more excessive than what they're already predicting, right? And some of those things will be sales like we saw yesterday um, during times that maybe we shouldn't be seeing sales like that because of the the Russian-Ukrainian conflicts. Um, so, you know, that's going to be the big difference. And an old crop can do some crazy stuff now. I mean, it could go down and people wondering why and what's going on. And, um, you know, it's just not going to to move the same way uh, or have the same concerns um, until we get to a point where, you know, like this summer, they're searching around and trying to find stuff. And maybe we're seeing demand in places that uh, uh, we weren't expecting to see it. Maybe people start driving some more and things like that. You know, if, if gas prices are for some reason down, um, I don't know exactly why that would be, but um, unless we you know figure something out uh, overseas there, but so, yeah, I think it's just going to have a lot of different things that they're going to be, you know, basing themselves on. And this is the time of year where they do start to kind of separate themselves, uh, old and new crop. So looking at that, I mean, obviously moving forward, what are some key things that we need to be thinking about as we look at these reports? We look at the weekly crop progress reports that are coming out now. What are some thoughts when it comes to the marketing that we should be focusing on? Yeah, I don't think the progress reports are going to have a whole lot of bearing for a little while, um, other than, you know, with wheat in the short term. Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, it's going to start to, to turn focus towards our weather. Um, I thought for quite a while, too, that the South American weather uh, with the second crop of corn coming on, uh, it doesn't seem to be getting talked about a whole lot, which means it's probably in pretty decent shape right now um, as far as the crop overall. Uh, but that's going to be really important as we come down the stretch here when you're thinking about demand during that time, right? I mean, you know, South America has a decent crop. They could, they could you know, help out on the demand front to supply places that maybe aren't going to get what they need, Um from Russia and Ukraine during this time. Uh, so I, I think those kind of things are going to be important to pay attention to. Um, you know, but then once you get a little bit further down the road here, it's going to be, a, you know, start to really move into, are we getting moisture in the places that need it during this time? Even if it slows planting down a little bit, I think that the market will look at that as a positive thing. Um, you know, obviously we need to be able to have the time to get as many corn acres in uh, as we can. Uh, you know, so we don't want to see that get pushed off. But I think that's going to be the biggest thing as, as we move forward is, is the weather going to cooperate um, as we move into the springtime? So let's kind of switch gears here a little bit. And obviously, Aaron, we've got that elephant in the room, and that has been this feeder cattle price. Struggles that are there, some say there is a light at the end of the tunnel that isn't an oncoming train. But having said that, how do we move through these continued drops in the prices we've seen? I feel like we've been talking about this light at the end of the tunnel for quite a while. And, you know, that market did work its way up for quite a while. But, you know, today's close was not good. Um, you know, lowest close we've seen since last summer. Uh, you know, and you really didn't see uh, feeder cattle at all try to move up when corn was having some weakness today. Uh, you know, that was uh, not a good sign, uh, in my opinion, either. So, you know, I'd be a little bit worried um, tomorrow that if we take out the low from today that we're going to work our way on down to 155 at least and then maybe even 150 versus the May contract. Um, you know, I, 
I, I don't expect that necessarily, but um, if we need to, you know, obviously on a close like today, we need to kind of turn this thing around pretty quickly or we're going to see some uh, additional movement lower. And, you know, those markets haven't really, you know, until the last week or two, I wouldn't say corn and um, feeder cattle have shown much of a relationship, but they certainly have a little bit here in the last week or two. And uh, today, you know, watching feeder cattle not do anything while corn was kind of retracing a little bit uh, uh, was not a good feeling. What are um, looking at the the hog prices as well? I mean, the struggle's been there just in the entire livestock complex this last couple weeks. Yeah, overall, you know, like today, there was not much volume going on in, in hogs until you got to the bitter end of the thing, and uh, and then they started really dumping some positions. And you're up against the moving averages yesterday. Uh, they kind of settled right above those, and so today was going to be kind of important. And once you got below those, uh, they started to really sell this thing off. So, you know, overall, it just seems like a risk off in the livestock, which, you know, from an inflation side of things, uh, you know, doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh, right now. And these markets have been the ones that have kind of played a, a role here sometimes as far as playing along with the inflation discussion this year and then other times it's like they're not paying attention to it at all and you saw some weakness in the outside markets today which uh, maybe has played a role in, in the weakness in the livestock as well here best way for folks to get a hold of you yeah, you can give me a call at uh, 402-309-3171 or email me at abertles at crossroadsml.com. And that's today's Fontenelle Final Bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.